What's going on, everybody? Just want to tell y'all real quick that the first couple of minutes of this episode, my audio cuts in and out a little bit. So just bear with us for that first about five, seven minutes. Uh, other than that, it's a great hour plus episode, uh, and we will just go ahead and get right into it. Welcome back, Suncast listeners. This is Josh Blackmore, the new co-host of the Suncast podcast. And today we have a little bit of a different episode. Um, where I'm going to be the lead, have the lead role, and I'm going to have a special guest on tonight, a uh, Weber international football player who happens to be a good friend of mine. And I first wanted to uh, give a shout out to El Barone Brazilian Food Truck over there by Minimax in Lakewell in Babson Park, Florida. And if you're, you know, you go to Southeastern, Warner, and you're, you're ever in the Polk, uh, the Polk area, you definitely got to go give it a shot. And, um, let us know or let uh, Elberon know that you came from us. And um, with that, uh, welcome on Reagan Harrell. What's up, dude? How you doing, Josh? You did an awesome job with the ad and the intro and everything. I just uh, fired off a tweet saying, hearing at JD, this week's episode of, Sunca- of at Suncast Podcast is bringing big dad vibes. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, excited. Uh, about coming into it before uh how i wanted to bring you on and who your first interview the guy we're gonna hopefully have on next week and if we want to do it like that if i wanted to take a point on episode and you kind of sit back and watch me do do my work live and i just said no we're gonna take josh we're just gonna throw him in the fire he's got interview i run off rip but i feel like i'm a pretty solid get started with man yeah you know I'm, I'm very excited to you know start off my my podcast journey and I you know I figured just like you said what a better way to do it with with you and I together instead of someone else because you know me and you and I get along very well and it's gonna be a lot easier to a lot smooth for this episode so you know the, I was get right into it and first thing I uh, want to talk about is you know just tell me a little bit about your sport life growing up and you know all the things all the sports you played and you know, how the difficulties, the successes, just, you know, spill it out to us. Absolutely. So I'm sure a lot of people think that I have a high school background in baseball as much as I've covered baseball and softball and my love for diamond sports as it is. The truth is I played one year of any type of diamond sports. It was T-ball. And, man, I I was just not – it wasn't me, not something I enjoyed. And something about the area I grew up in, uh, in Leesburg, Georgia, it was the hometown of uh, Buster Posey. Um, And everybody and their mama thought that their kid was the next Buster because at the time when I was playing, I just got drafted, I think, like six overall by the Giants. So it was a huge deal for the whole community in uh, Lee County. But it baseball just absolutely insane my parents this isn't really for you is it son no no i don't think i'm good at it but um i'll tell you what my first love athletically growing up was soccer uh i was a soccer kid i loved it in middle school i was a, i was a big soccer guy uh i came in and took uh, i was an athlete back then man now i don't really know with the ball call my uh, yeah, I was an athlete back in the day. I could move around, jump like a dead gum spider. 
Twin Post, and I loved it. It was my first passion. You know, my, my dream growing up was to play in the World Cup overseas in Barcelona, Spain, Germany. That was what I wanted to do. Here, I came in, uh, I was a hothead, and here starting in between the post for Lee County, and I think after about four or five games, I took the job for him, from him, which was a, a, a big old between-the-legs moment for me. I felt awesome. I, 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 and I took over, and at that point, I, that's when I started really taking soccer. Actually, uh, I actually almost quit football after my freshman year. I almost playing football because I was like, hey, you know, this, this soccer and goalkeeping deal is exactly – I was good at it. Uh, sophomore year, uh, I, I played well. We had a tough – we allowed a ton of shots. Uh, I saved a lot, but unfortunately, you know, goalkeeping, um, it's kind of like catching. You know, there's sometimes the ball bounces in front of you and it gets by you and ain't nothing you're doing about it. Um, had a couple howlers in the net. Uh, non-soccer listeners, it's, uh, it's kind of like an error. It's when you're playing, and it's just not – one goes um, – and going into my junior year – or excuse me, in between my sophomore and junior year, so yeah, going into my junior year, that's when I started taking football and punting a little bit more seriously. The punter at Lee County graduated, so I knew that was my opportunity to maybe get a starting job there. Um, and sure enough, I did, and, and I was okay. I liked it, but – that's when I started. I've always loved football from a fan perspective and outside perspective. I've always loved it. But my junior year was when I really fell in love with playing the game. Um, and I had some good moments punting for Lee County my junior year. We only lost one game against our bitter rivals, Valdosta. They have a little show on Netflix called Title Town, but – I don't really know anything about them winning a title considering we want we, we took both of them from them. Uh, I don't I, mean, I don't know why they're called Title Town. I guess a bunch of titles back in the '80s that have a bunch of dust on them now. Uh, Valdosta Wildcats calling you out. No, no, if y'all listen, but I hope some of you do so you can let so y'all can know how exactly how I feel about you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a big Valdosta fan. That's actually Valdosta. My junior year was the only time I allowed a punt return for a touchdown. Uh, I was sick. We lost that game. Uh, we bounced back well, ended up winning the state championship that year. Um, and that's probably one of my most fun games that I remember because we were supposed to play. It was uh, December 2017. We were supposed to play up in Atlanta at, at the time, brand-new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We were going to play there before the Atlanta Falcons even got to play there. Um, unfortunately, there was snow. And nobody knows how to drive in snow in Georgia, so they canceled it, even though it's in a dome. I always found that was very dumb. But it got canceled, and we ended up playing next week at our home stadium in Lee County. And there was about 15,000 people there, dude. It was absolutely rocking. We had to bring in all the stands from the softball field, the baseball field. It, it was amazing. I mean, it, it was unlike anything that I've ever experienced in my life, man. I mean, 15,000, it sounded like 50. I mean, I've gone to uh, Saints games or, excuse me, Tampa Bay Buccaneers games and Atlanta Falcons games. And when they'd be, you know, big crowds there. But the, the, the noise there, and I guess part of it's also playing in a crowd like that was uh, just simply electric. 
Um, we, we, we ended up winning that game thanks to a missed field goal. Sent the game into overtime. We won in overtime. That's a bird. That's a bird making all that noise. I'm outside. We're outside today. Okay, we're going to let the bird, birds out. Hey, shut up. All right, whatever. Fuck the bird. <laughs> But um, I had a great time. Senior year, we rolled everybody. Uh, I was team captain then, won a state championship, did get to play in uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium that year. I'm getting away from this bird, dude. Holy crap. But um, got to play in Mercedes-Benz Stadium that year and in 2018, my senior year. And that was the best game I ever played. Uh, had a heck of a game. Averaged about 42 to 43 yards per punt. Four of my six punts were inside the 20. Uh, amazing time, back-to-back Georgia 6A state championships, you know, one of the hardest classifications of playing in the country. And out of the – do you want me to go into my college? What, what happened with – as far as, like, going to college, or do you mean just end it there with the high school talk? Uh, we'll, we'll just end it there with the high school talk because we have uh, some talking points with the – about your – about playing at Weber and things like that. So, okay. I, you know, I, I think it's I think it's really cool that you, you know, didn't really play football like – your whole life was one of those things that just kind of when you got a little bit older, something you started doing. And I also really like that how much knowledge and how much you appreciate the game of baseball without even playing it, because I think the game of baseball is 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 very is very hard to play. And it's also sometimes hard to watch because it, it can get it can get boring. And the fact that you love it so much and are so dedicated to, you know, to the sun, the sun conference, as well as Weber, whenever you call our games and stuff, I think it's, I think it's awesome. And we all really appreciate that for sure. Um, awesome, man. I mean, man, pe- people say that a lot. Um, you know, they come to me and say, Hey, we appreciate what you're doing for, for Weber, or for broadcast. If it's a parent coming up to the booth, um, and telling me, or, um, like you said, I- I'll never forget one time you said, I mean, you're like, Hey, my mom wanted to tell you that she really loves what you do with the broadcasting and now with the point where, you know, Southeastern people, Warner even, and USCB, Thomas, Flomo, Kaiser, not, yeah, Kaiser's a little, Kaiser not so much. I don't, I don't get a lot of love from Kaiser for whatever reason, outside of the Boucher family. Um, I take, I take that back. Kaiser started to come around a little bit more um, from, from over there, but you know, overall, dude, what that means to me, it it's amazing because I'm not doing this. And I know, I know you, you want to get into Suncast more later, but this isn't about me. Suncast is not about Reagan Harrell. It, it, it's not. I'm just the guy that started it to give a platform for these athletes. It's simply that. That's the reason Suncast was started. And that's the reason Suncast will stay around. As long as I'm head honcho here, um, until the day comes right, uh, give up Suncast um, forever, uh, which is years down the line. It, that that's what it'll remain about, you know. Yeah, I mean, the Suncast. Whenever you first told me about it, I was like, I was curious to see how it was going to go because, um, you know, starting your own podcast is tough. I mean, you know, there's tons of people out there that you know start a podcast and quickly give up or start a podcast and it's just isn't very good because they're not really sure how to do it or, you know, things like that. But the fact that we're like approaching 30 episodes and you're in a really specific, you're in a really specific industry, like NAIA athletics in a specific conference. It's not like you have a really broad, you know, topic like, you know, some of these other big podcasts out there that are, you know, 
covering all of sports or all of fitness or whatever the case is, you're able, you know, you're able to stay consistent with it and you just keep spitting out ideas and ways to improve it and reaching out to people and getting opportunities. I think it's really neat and I'm really glad to be a part of it for sure. But, um, absolutely. Dude. I'm, I'm so glad to have you on. I mean, you, you were a guy that I, I, I could tell you, your energy was, uh, at a same, a similar level as mine, especially with the media part, you had the same, um, passion for it. And I know you had a similar passion for athletics as well. And, you know, I asked around a lot before I ever brought you on. I mean, I asked Tommy, Dylan, X, Casey, Seth, uh, Angel, geez, uh, Gabe. I mean, just some of the guys I can think right off the top of my mind. Ian, I asked a bunch of guys who, who, who obviously play with you at Weber and know you a lot better than I did at the time. I'm like, is this a guy who – you think will be good at what I'm doing. Um, and th- they all agreed. It was pretty, it, it was unanimous. They were like, Hey, he, he'd be a guy that th- to bring on that I think would do well. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, this, I'm, I, and, and that's why I brought you on, you know, if, and I, I told him, be honest with me, you know, if they, if, if he's not a guy, I need to know now before we get into a situation where I have to be like, I'm going to have to let you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Absolutely. No, I, I'm excited. I, I, I think the first two episodes we've done together have gone very well. They've done great numbers. Uh, the people like you. Um, they obviously like you more than me, the way the last two votes have gone. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, I appreciate those two W's, by the way. That was nice. Look, the baseball one, I'll concede. I'll be like, you know what? Maybe his team beats mine in two out of three. I call bullshit on the, la- on the softball one, though. I think my team smokes you. But we'll, we'll, that that's a – you know what? Whatever, I think hey. my team would have smoked your team, dude. I, I hey. really think my team would have smoked yours. Whatever the case is, my girls rallied and got their friends and family, and you know they rallied. And we had, you know, I had people reposting it, tagging me. It was awesome. It was yeah. really cool to see me because I got behind, and I got behind, and then my girls they started racking up the votes, racking up the votes. Next thing you know, you're over here shaking in your boots, wondering if I'm going to win again. And little oh, do you right. know. The newbie, taking, I got the sweep. I got the sweep on the All Star game. Ah, that's crazy. But um, uh, back back to back to you, man. Um, yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about your day in the life as a as a Weber football player, like during the season. You know what everything that goes into it. You can even go more than a day in life. You give like a a game week kind of rundown of you know what all goes into it with you know you the team you know the coaches school etc. Just kind of give us a a brief rundown of like everything that goes into it. I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So during the season, you know, workouts are um, three times a week. Uh, Usually not too crazy on the workouts. We keep it light. Um, Usually more higher rep and whatnot. We have a new strength coach, though, um, who I'm extremely, extremely uh, happy about, Coach Coach Craig, who's a guy that – I think will be more than glad to come on. I think he'd be a great interview for you. I actually had him on the Warrior Pulse while I still did that. And he has gotten us in really amazing shape, dude. Uh, I am in the best shape that I've been since I've been. Like my sophomore year of high school was probably the best shape I've ever been in in my life. And now the shape I'm in now just because of him and how how good he is as a strength coach. 
and getting us to the point that we are now, uh, I, I feel amazing and still doing the off season work. He sends off season workouts, but as far as like a day, day in the life during the season, um, for me, it's a, li- a little different being a punter. Um, it, but it's still kind of the same. It's a little different. Um, at what exactly we do, but you know, earlier in the week on Monday or excuse me, Monday, what we will usually uh, have off, uh, Tuesday or it's like recovery kind of days. We'll come in Sunday, um, do our recovery deal. Then Monday you have to have off. Uh, we'll still go in the training room. Uh, for me, obviously I'll put ice or heat or stem on my hamstring and hips. Um, it, recovery is such a big thing for football players too during the season, man. We're taking – or the, uh, not me necessarily, but a lot of guys are taking so many hits. I mean, and myself, I mean, my, my hamstring and my hips go, go through it, dude. As much – as many times kicking re- repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And for me, now that I've done it for years and years and years, and I know my technique well, obviously I'll work on to get better. But, I mean, my body, it, it doesn't recover, and it can't, I can't just go out there the same way. So, during the season – for me personally, it's a ton of stretching, ton of yoga, uh, mobility, uh, doing a lot of drill work, trying to keep the reps light. And it's the same way for, for practice. It's a lot of mental. You got to be mentally sharp during football practice because you can't go out there and hit and hit and hit and hit and hit repeatedly Tuesday through Friday. Or Friday is usually a walk through Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, walk through Friday, play Saturday. If you're if you're having to do reps and reps and reps of putting your body through hell to get it right, prepare for Saturday, that's that, it, it's no way to win. You got to be able to learn how to practice smart, and that's that's everything. I mean, that's linebackers, offensive linemen, quarterbacks. Um, you know, you, you you'll have these guys on these positions on later that can explain it to you better. But you got to be able to practice fast and practice mentally uh, correctly. If not, one the practice has gone to waste. And it's kind of similar with baseball. Obviously, baseball is not quite the physical sport, but as much as you move and swing and um, everything else, if you're having to go through twice as many repetitions to get it right as, say, uh, Southeastern or Warner or Kaiser is, your body's going to be in worse shape come regional play, uh, come there's gonna be conference play, come the regionals after that and so on and so forth. That kind of makes sense what I'm uh, getting at there. Absolutely. Because, you know, with, with baseball, I mean, we played, I think we played 65 games this year. So, and as a catcher, um, Tommy and I and Bluff, we, we all kind of more so Tommy and I, we split a lot of the time. So it's not as difficult as catching every day, but, you know, we have some guys like Kenny and Ty and Angel and Lewis, you know, guys that are playing every day, all 65 games and they have to really be, you know, strategic with how they go about their week, you know, with balancing all their schoolwork, getting their lifting in, getting their extra and early work in, and also getting enough sleep and, you know, the right stuff to eat to be ready for the for a three-game set over the course of the weekend on top of potentially having a midweek game because, you know, these weeks get tough with all, like, the you know, the workload that us student-athletes have. So I definitely see, you know, it's definitely re- you can relate to all the other sports. Obviously, some of the some other sports aren't as like demanding physically as other ones, but it's still kind of the same principle in my opinion of, you know, preparation and, you know, recovery and things like that. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I still remember this like it was yesterday, whenever I first had met you, um, I was walking back from the weight room and I saw you out there 
um, on the football field punting. And I was like, Reagan, what are you doing, man? And you're out there and you just holler at me. You're just having a great time. You're like, you know what, man? I'm just kicking shit. That was like one of my first <laughs> memories of you. And I was like, man, this guy is a knucklehead. Man, this guy's great. And you were just out there putting away on you by yourselves, out there, you know, punting a bunch of balls, going back and forth, you know. And that's just that's just a test to it. I mean, it's it's the off season. For, it was the off season for you at the time. And you're just out there getting better, you know. And I'm sure your coaches saw you out there working, your teammates, and everything like that. And I'm sure they appreciate that because you know the kicking game's important in football. You can change games for sure. You, you know it is, and you, you talk about the the teammates and the coaches and all that. Um, you, you know, punters and kickers a lot of times can get a bad rap for you know being lazy or whatnot. I, I, I don't let that happen, and I. And I I don't allow it to happen, especially um, when I'm the captain of a special teams unit, how I was at Lee County and now how I am now that Smitty and Joe Ebel are no longer there at Weber. I'm kind of the head guy there. And, you know, something I, I implement is, you know, a lot of times you see punters taking off their shoulder pads a lot in the middle of practice. I, 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 I don't like to let that happen. That's not going to slide. We're going to keep our shoulder pads. You can take your helmet off, but we're football players. We're going to keep our shoulder pads on. And we're going to work. We're not going to jack, jack off the entire practice. There's drills that need to be done. There's stuff we got to do. And, and during the offseason, man, that's see, – see, for for me and how I train uh, as, as a punter, it's a little bit kind of backwards. See, I go harder in the offseason and make adjustments and make my – how I can be better in the fall, January through July. See, and now not so much. Now I've made the corrections that I've wanted to make. I've had to be. I've been dealing with a little bit of a knee, a knee problem. No, nothing bad. Just having, uh, you know, be, be careful on it. Nothing to put wanting to push in June and July, uh, kind of deal. Um, now if it was during season, obviously we're powering through it. But even when when I'm out there in in the off season, my day to day is usually more busy than it would be during season. I mean, especially with everything that's been going on this past – so this past semester was the busiest I've ever been in my life. I mean, on top of everything else I've had going on, this was the hardest academic semester I've had ever. I mean, just – I've had, to, I had a couple of very difficult professors, and then on top of that, CI computer information classes with the professor I had there, I, I enjoy a lot. Shout out uh, Professor Wonker. Uh, but still, it's computer information systems. That's my major. It's uh, it was tough. But and then Coach Craig came in. I talked about him earlier, being our new strength coach. And I mean, there were a, a lot of days kind of looked like for me. Wake up at around five o'clock, have a little cup of coffee, get a stretch in, drive to the drive, drive twenty minutes to school, get a workout, get the workout in, go, and we'd run twenty five. We're not twenty. We run like fifteen to twenty. Uh, 25 yard sprints or 25 there and back or there back there back kind of deal. Uh, go home, shower, study, uh, do some yoga, go to class. And then this is real. I mean, it, it, this is what a few, a, a lot of days look like. And it's like this more busy version of one of these days. And, you know, some things happen. But uh, after that, I'd go to class, I'd come in, I'd go back and I'd a bit of film. I always like watching film. I always look like the look because the way I punt is rugby punting style. So I always have the option to run the ball or get and run and get closer to the line of scrimmage before I kick it. And that's something we, um, I really want to imp implement in more next season 
uh, you know, being the full, I'll, I'll be the full time punter this year. I split time with Joe last year where we kind of went 50 50, but it'll be all me this year. And we're going to do a lot more rugby punting. So I've been watching, I'd watch film on that. Still am, obviously. Um, then go training room recovery, listen to a podcast there. Uh, then usually after that, I would go into the learning commons, do some homework. And whenever homework was done, I'd go ahead and get ready for the baseball game or uh, the out stats, study stats. Obviously, I knew Weber's team or y'all very well, but if y'all are playing, um, you know, whoever Kaiser or not Kaiser, uh, but like Southeastern or St. Thomas or who team from up north who was coming down, I know a lick about them. I have to study that and so I can talk about it during the game. Be like, okay, he's. This, that, and other. Last week he did this. Last game he hit a home run. Dylan needs to pitch care, you know. Because also up there in the booth, I'm not just the play-by-play guy. I'm the color commentator as well. It's only just me up there. So I'm doing the play-by-play. And then in between plays, like I said, baseball is a little bit slower sport. And the color color commentator is so important in broadcasting with baseball. You got to be able to fill that in. So go ahead and do that, and the game will get over. Do an interview, upload that to social media, get home, shower, uh, get in my night clothes, do some more homework. And from there, I would sometimes have to record an episode or get ready for the episode I'd have with whoever tomorrow night. And next thing I know, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, and I get – get a little nap in and coffee again the next morning. We're ready to roll again, man. Yeah. You know, I appreciate you giving us like a little rundown of, you know, how the days are, because I think it's, you know, it's important that people really understand like what all student athletes have to go through on a regular basis. You know, I've had numerous conversations with people, athletes and non-athletes about how demanding, you know, being a student athlete is. And especially at Weber, especially at Weber, you know, school, you know, it's it's a private school, so, you know, the sometimes the school can be a little bit more difficult and some of the professors are a little bit more difficult, you know, yada, yada, yada. But um, it's really important that, you know, you're able to get everything in on top of your schoolwork because, like, you know, every, everyone's like preaching to the choir, you know, school first. And, you know, some of these kids at, at these schools, it's hard for them to understand that because, you know, their their head's just only on their sport. But it's going to be it's it's very rare to be able to go play professional sports so this this degree and this school part is really important because that's what you're going to have to fall back on if you know professional sports doesn't work out so you know i think it's really neat that you're able to give us like the rundown of you know of your day yeah i mean it, it it's crazy and I, I had people ask me uh you know fellow student athletes from outside of weber or at weber it's like everything that goes into it how are you doing suncast how are you broadcasting and my answer is consistent and it always will be when you find something that you love and you're passionate about you'll find time for it absolutely absolutely find find that extra hour you spend on social media on your phone you'll find that to be productive And, and and a good thing for a plus that i have going for me is i I don't, I don't have to, st- I have to study, but I don't have to study a lot to retain information. So, I mean, that, that, that's a plus for me um, with school, but dude, I love this. Like w- what I'm doing with Suncast and with broadcasting and whatnot, I love it. 
and Suncast and what and being the broadcaster for Weber, it's this isn't it's obviously I'm not going to spend my whole life broadcasting Weber baseball or softball or doing or covering the Sun Conference, but right I, I, and and I know that there, there's a next step, but I try not to think about that a whole lot because. I'll tell you what, I got a quote for you. It's, it's Richard, Richard Jefferson. It's, I just remembered it. it. Appreciate your position, but plan for your promotion. That's I love good. what I'm doing here. That's a great way to approach it for sure. I, I, I love the athletes in this conference. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Excuse me. I didn't know why when I, I knew the transfer portal, from a Division II full scholarship, I didn't know why I really did that. I was unhappy there, yeah, but still, I was a punter on a full ride at a D2. Was I far away from home? Yeah, I mean, that had something to do with it. Was it a bad university? Well, yeah, but I didn't have a great reason to transfer. And I was terrified after about a couple weeks, and I didn't have anything solid. I mean, Bethune-Cookman gave me a preferred walk-on, but I would have never seen the field. They ended up getting a transfer coming in. I would have never seen the field there. I, honestly, I don't know what I would have done. And then the Sun Conference at the time, the Mid-South Sun Division with football, ultimately did come knocking. And Weber wasn't the first school. And this is going to be a little – this is actually going to be some a little bombshell, and this is going to be a crazy, like, sliding door moment here, dude. Warner was the first school I talked to. I taught them in high school and I went in a transfer portal. And then Weber came and they offered a better offer. And then I talked to Southeastern. Uh Uh-oh. And that's where I really want. That was the Sun Conference school I really wanted to go to. And in the transfer portal. I wanted to go there. They just didn't give me the money Weber gave me. But I wanted to go there. And looking at it now, I don't know if I if any of this comes if I if I would have went to Southeastern. Yeah, probably not, because I don't know if you'd have, you know, found the love for the for this for the broadcasting over there, would you have? Well, I, that exactly it's like all in God's plan. I don't know if I mean, I, who knows if, if I ever become a broadcaster and if I don't become a broadcaster there, if, if I go up there, my, I may not have even been in the position there to ask to be the broadcaster. I was in a position at Weber where I could ask to be the broadcaster. And that put me in a position to have Suncast. And because w- when I committed to Weber, um, it was late March of 21, when I committed to Weber, they were looking for someone to to help run social media with Weber Athletic, the Weber Athletic social media. And I applied, and um, Joyce Caba, who a uh, former assistant AD for Weber, she uh, had me in. We talked a little bit, and then the Warrior Pulse, which is the podcast that Weber had an opening, uh, I, I said, hey, I'd love to come in and try this. She said, okay, yeah, sure. And I killed it with that. Did an amazing interview there. Excuse me. Um, unfortunately, there were two seniors who had the same score that I had with it. Excuse me. Jesus. 
Oh, Captain's trying to give me a little acid reflux here. <laughs> but um, I, 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 they say we still want you to do a couple episodes um, here and there. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. But they say what we want you to do is we want you to run the social, the, the Weber Athletics and post videos of This Week in Warrior Athletics. So I would talk about this happening, what's going on with football or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? You, you've seen it all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember where you started. Exactly, where, where I started. And I said, hey, baseball starts up in January. I want to do something with baseball. Can I do something with baseball? Like, yeah, sure, we'll find something for you. And then I remember going up to um, – I think it was – yeah, I went up to Joyce, and I was like, y'all got someone that does play-by-play for baseball? And she's like, oh, not really. And I was like, okay, and – this is when I had my first conversation with Colin Martin. I went up to him. I shook his hand. I'm like, Coach, you got somebody to call baseball games? He's like, no, not really. I said, oh, I'd love to hop up in the booth if you wouldn't mind. Um, half expect him to just be like, I don't care. And he was like, yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. Um, and then the rest is history, dude. I became the broadcaster there. And – yeah, choice I had to make. I was like, do I want to just kind of show up in shorts and a t-shirt or do I want to dress up the first day? And first day I dressed up and a couple of the boys, I think it was like Ray and uh, I think X was on the mound that night. They were like, okay, see, so, you know, like, uh, Chris, uh, Christian Martin, he was one of the guys, um, um, they said something to me about it. And I was like, well, I guess I got to dress up every day now. And that's how the whole, the button down with the tucked in dress pants and Air Jordan ones or the lemon pepper steppers. That's how they came about, dude. Um, I used to love, I used to love whenever you'd walk up with your, you know, different fit on for the games. I used to love it, man. The different shoes and the different fit. And I was like, this man's, he's dialed in, he's locked into this and he really cares about it. And that's what honestly made me realize like how much you cared about, you know, what you're doing. And that's how, and, and whenever something like that happens, you know, you're going to be the person going to be successful because when, like you said earlier, if you love it, you'll make time for it and you made time for it and you loved it and, and you, you kick butt up there in the booth. And like, like you said earlier about my mom watching, cause you know, I'm not from the Lake Wales, the Lake Wales area, excuse me. And, um, so my mom and dad sometimes will have to watch on TV and my mom tells me every time she's not able to come how well you do. And by the way, she also loves the podcast. So my parents are now active listeners. Oh. So I got, I got her some, some more of an audience. They love it. Um, so yeah, you know, we just got to keep this thing rolling. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love it, dude. I love baseball. I mean, you know, I've talked – obviously, baseball is a sport I cover the most on here. Um, yeah, I, I, and I talked to my dad um, a little bit about it. I, I went through a rough time, um, you know, with the breakup recently. And uh, not not no, really, but at the time, it was recent, about a month or so ago. And uh, he said, you know, Reagan – you've never half-assed anything. And I, I, I've had other things that were kind of similar to Suncast before. I've had another podcast with some buddies back home. Um, I've had, I had a clothing brand at one point, had a clothing line, um, football, obviously, soccer. But I've never felt the love that I've had for anything, and I've never felt the love back that I've received from the community, the, the, the Sun Conference community, than what I have with this. And um, 
Jeez, dude. Um, get a little emotional here. Um, I, I, it's something special. It's something I'll never forget. I'll never forget this baseball team. I'll never forget the Southeastern baseball team. And I'll never forget Southeastern softball just for what happened in Columbus. And we'll talk more about that later. But mo- mostly, y'all, I'll never forget this Weber baseball team, dude. Because it had been easy for y'all to just been like, Okay, it's just some guy up there being a broadcaster. But the, I mean, day one, day one, when I stepped in that dugout, I felt like I was right. I felt like I was part of the team. I felt like I was one of you guys. And I don't know if if, if I if I really fall in love. I mean, well, I, mean yeah, I, I think I still would enjoy broadcasting. And who knows, maybe I'll start Suncast too. But I don't think all this really happens if I didn't get that love from y'all from the jump. I mean, it was immediate. Y'all were awesome to me. Y'all didn't treat me like I was just some uh, a football player or what um or anything. Y'all were just like, "Hey, this guy is here. He's with us. He's a boy. He's a dog." Um, and I really appreciate that. And um, <laughs> you know, Weber. I've talked about it a lot, man. Uh, not a lot. But I've talked about it a good bit on here uh, with Weber athletes. There's something special uh, about that school in Babson, Babson Park, dude. Um, the, the friend group that I developed there, I, 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 I got to be careful. I'm, I'm starting to get a little emotional here. I, I, I really love those guys. Um, shout out the Creed. Shout out the Creed for the one time. The boys are listening. They know what I'm talking about. Uh, um and then you obviously baseball and God, everything that's happened since then. It's insane. Just like, cause like it, for me personally, if I look back when I, I mean, in January, you know, at the turn of the year, I look back at the turn of the year and you tell me that I'm a broadcaster. I'm covering an entire conference. I'm doing a good job at it. And Georgia's the national champion. I think I'd have died on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that one in there, huh? That yeah, Georgia being the national champion. That, yeah, dude. God, I mean, it's it, it's awesome. I, I feel like I, I'm I'm trying to do a better job of saying we because it, it it is now you and me. But I feel like I started and, and built a community with Suncast as something special. And it, it's bringing athletes together and building. I feel like we're building something special. And I, I, I don't know what the top is. I don't know how. I don't know what, what the what am I, mountaintop. I don't know what the mountaintop is for Suncast. Because when I started, I'm like, I think it's just a podcast. But then, it was, then we added social media interviews and now we're talking about doing a mother uh, a freaking all all-star game like yeah i mean <laughs> i th- i think it's i think it's really cool because you know nai itself is you know already small on terms of the stage like and being behind division one and you know sometimes even division two and even junior college sports are you know really really popular and I think NAIA and the athletes involved in the NAIA are kind of I wouldn't say undervalued but we're definitely kind of like 
we're not given as much recognition as we deserve because, you know, being out there for that, for that NAI World Series in Idaho, there were some, some really, really, really good baseball out there and a lot of really good baseball players and a lot of really good games out there. And I think, you know, a lot of the guys out there that were playing on those teams can very, can compete at a high level, even at the division one level. I think, I think that's genuinely, you know, something that, could happen if they were given that opportunity, but you know, you know, Absolutely. with the with the coronavirus and stuff, it was tough to all the schools that filled up, and you know, specifically for baseball because that's the sport I play. You know, you just see floods of really good baseball players coming to the NEIA, and it's like because before, as NEIA was kind of looked down upon as like not as competitive as other leagues, and I and I confidently can say that I don't think that's the case anymore. To be honest with you, so I I disagree with you on. One thing and one thing only. I think the athletes in the NAI are extremely undervalued, unbelievably undervalued, especially in baseball. It's, I mean, ba- baseball in the NAI is right up there with low division one. Everything else, I think, is up there with about division two. I think football, softball, I mean, those are two sports that I, I know the best. Um, I'll get to know soccer and basketball and volleyball in the fall. Um, covering that on Suncast, excuse me. But um, yeah, baseball criminally undervalued, and there's just not the media, and that's why it took me about two. It took me about two months to realize. I'm like, oh, okay, and there's something here that needs to be tapped. Something needs to be tapped into. There's a niche that has nothing because there's nothing outside of people like NAI ball. There's nothing out. And the semifinals for the championship that displays four teams of out of over 200. It's disgusting. Unbelievably. And, and that's a big reason why I started. This is ridiculous for athletes of this caliber to go through their entire collegiate career and not have a platform outside of their own school that displays what they do. That's why I started it. That's why Suncast is here. And that, that's why I think so many people are falling in love with the podcast and, you know, there's being a community built around it because it's something that we all, we all kind of, like, we're seeking after. Like, you know, you see all the media coverage. You can just use the College World Series, the Men's College World Series and Women's as an example. Like, you know, all the media coverage and – everything involved in that that's something us athletes you know like love like that this is really cool like that's why like whenever I saw you you know being passionate with you being up in the booth and the podcast and staying consistent we all really appreciate that because you know like it may it makes it so cool to have someone that and that recognizes and cares about our sport because it's so so competitive and it's like you said undervalued like you know, there's some exceptional baseball players that have no business being in the NEIA. In, in the NEIA, like, I mean, Kenny, can even, uh, Kenny Rodriguez, Brian Fuentes, Tim Boucher, like all those guys, man, those no, guys are. Those are Division One guys. I mean, and, and they are. They are Division guys that went to a Division One program. And I'll tell you another thing. I think the development and the coaching at the NAIA level is the exact same. I mean, I think Colin Martin, Adrian Dinkle, exceptional. I mean, we can just tap into the to the Weber staff in general. I mean, we have 
Colin Martin, who who the head coach, he, you know, he, his his background and professional background. You know, we have one of our coaches is a current a current minor leaguer for the Atlanta Braves. Another coach is a current minor leaguer for the St. Louis Cardinals. Another coach is a pitching coach for the, in the minor leagues for the Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, what else can you ask for? I mean, we have professional coaches, professional and professional background coaches developing us. And I think, and I've like, I, I've mentioned this before, like this is the first time in a long time that I've really loved the game of baseball. And I, and I really have to give it to the Weber coaches. I'm being completely honest with you. I'm being completely honest with you because they care, they care about you. They care about your development. They care, they care about it and they care about you. And that's, and that's some things athletes miss growing up playing college sports, high school sports, whatever it is, you miss out on that, that caring aspect, because when a coach doesn't really give a damn about you, it, it, it makes it hard to love the game. Exactly. And these, you know, these, these coaches love the game. They love us. They love seeing us succeed. You know, Colin tells all the time he's, he's so proud of us and he loves seeing us succeed. And it, and it hurts him when we don't, cause he knows we can, you know, like he cares about us. And I think that's why a Weber did so well and B why we're going to, going to continue to do well in the next few years i'm extremely so i have two more years minimum left is so i'll have two more baseball seasons minimum that i'll be covering uh weber baseball and i'm extremely excited about that and and, and web, 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 other weber sports but there are certain things that are about to happen um you you, you know what i'm talking about there are certain things that are about to take some time away from me but base weber baseball always be a um, a top priority for me. Um, but I, I honestly think in the next two years, Weber will will have a red banner. I think Weber baseball, and then this is objective. I think the pieces are there. Everything makes sense because next year, I think, is going to be a very prime opportunity for Weber. I think the expectations are going to be very high for Weber. Um you know, we'll see what happens. But I think Weber also, it's a team that was pitching depth away from being able to play against Southeastern or against LC State in the, uh, in, in the, in the final or going up against LC. I think LC State probably would have knocked Weber out. Just being completely objective, completely honest, I think Weber was probably about the third best team in, in Lewiston this year. That's, that's me being completely objective, taking a step back. Because I've, I've never been, trust me, there have been plenty of times where I've said Weber's the best team in the country. But I think we could, and I think we could have had a good chance against LC State. Um, and hell, even Southeastern, too. We led, or Weber led, led Southeastern all three games at certain points. But, you know, Southeastern was a, a wagon this year. But I think Weber was pitching depth away. And I think that's one that will get checked off hopefully when, when Seth comes back. Uh, I'm sure the couple arms are coming back. Oh, and then also uh, probably the best pitcher or the guy that gave one of the best performances in the World Series, Xavier Rodriguez, is coming back. The best freshman pitcher in the country is coming back. And we the, have like 90% uh, of our roster coming back. Oh, dang it. Uh, sorry. Um, but um, I'm sorry. What would you say? I'm sorry. I got a little sidetracked there with the Braves screwing up. Oh no! I mean, I'm like ninety percent of our roster's coming back, so we have a lot of experience on our team coming back from, from this year, I mean, and a, and a lot of guys locked into you know what it takes to make it back to Lewiston and compete for the red banner, man. 
because exa- compete for the Red Banner so big is y'all didn't just go out there and go two and out. Y'all went there and won two games against two extremely good teams in West Mount, uh, the GGC Grizzlies, my sons, <laughs> <laughs> my kids. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that uh, – God, that was fun. That I was going – I was – I had to contain myself from going absolutely ballistic when y'all knocked out GGC. I was hit Columbus for the softball world series, which oh, we're going to say we talk about that in a minute, but um, yeah, that, that was, but, but y- y'all went there and you won. You went two and two. And a lot of times you don't hear of teams, young teams, Weber won a young team and two, a team that's never been to Lewiston before played on that stage. Y'all played and won against those two teams, and especially against a team that just won the national championship. And it wasn't like it was, uh, you know, uh, oh, they had to win or you – or uh, excuse me, it wasn't like you had to win and they didn't have to win. No, it was two must-win games. And y'all went out there and absolutely killed it. And, uh, you know, I mean, we fin- you, you finished six overall – and there's a certain softball team in the Sun Conference. The parallels between Weber baseball and that team are unbelievably similar. You want to take, take a wild guess who it is? Might just have to be the fire. Dude, it's insane. I mean, the similarities between Weber baseball and Southeastern softball coming into 2023 are crazy. So – I'll go ahead and say it here. I'll make my big announcement here. The Southeastern Fire, my pick to win the 2023 Softball World Series in Columbus. I, mean, I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think that's bold by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think it is either because I'm not the only guy thinking it. I mean, I'm not. And I, there are people outside of this region who are who have who became believers. They became serious believers in Southeastern and Columbus. And that is a – you want to talk about the, the big similarity? I, you've heard me compare Weber baseball to the Atlanta Braves a lot, right? That's how yes. y'all acted in the dugout and whatnot. That's why I thought y'all had a really good chance. Um, you, took, you got hot at the end of the year. Um, that's why I got really excited. Y'all, y'all made the World Series. I'm like, holy crap, these all these similarities are coming together. But it's very similar with Southeastern. That was – and, and, and real quick, shout out my Weber softball girls. I love y'all. Y'all are awesome, awesome team. Um, it's going to be very tough for y'all next year. There's a lot of holes that got to be filled. We'll see how that happens. But Southeastern's bringing back a lot of people. They're bringing back all the – just like Weber, bringing back their arms. They're bringing back their – in fact, a plus they have over Weber baseball. Kenny Rodriguez, obviously the best bat in that Weber lineup. Jamie Mead's the best bat in that Southeastern lineup, and she's going to be right back. Um, that team sounds dangerous. Dude, I mean, they – Riley Sanders is going to come back, stealing bases. Erica Stahl's coming back. Uh, Haley Harrell, I'm pretty sure, yeah, she's coming back. It's going to be Katie Atkins, I think. No, I think she might be leaving. I have to double-check that. But um, I think that Southeastern fire team and – I'm having to bite my tongue a little bit, and you know why. Like, I don't want to sp- 
I can't spoil anything, but you know it's about to go down. I sure do. You know it's about you. I can't even say the date. It's I can say July first. That's when we're going to start teasing a release date for what's about for you know what. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be huge for NAI. Absolutely, <sighs> dude. I can't wait. Speaking I, of the southeastern softball team, though, yeah. As long as the as well as the Weber softball team, give us give us a little bit of the recap of being the head media guy in the softball NAI World Series. Let's hear yeah. it. I want, let's hear about it. As far as head media guy, I mean, yeah, yeah, for for, for Suncast and Sun Conference, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, it's been a little over a month now, but still, I've never had a sport captivate me the way softball did because I like softball when I applied for. I, mean, I I wanted to go there because there were two teams, including Weber. So I wanted to go, and you know, it was close to home. It, it was all the right reasons, you know. I had some time work out recently because I just got a relationship. But um, uh, I think after day two, I was like, holy crap, this sport is awesome. And I'll take that back. It was after day one. It was after day one, that Southeastern Weber game. So intense. Southeastern walked us off. And looking back at it now, I really wish I hadn't have worn Weber there. Just because looking back on it now, I wish I hadn't have worn Weber there. I wish I'd have come neutral. And I because I feel bad because Haley Harrell hit a walk off home run for Southeastern, a Sun Conference team, and I wasn't there to do an interview with her after the game. And I had to kind of look myself in the mirror after that, and I was like, hey, you know, you Reagan, you've let this Weber thing work out well. And it has. You know, me, I think it's played well with me being a little bit biased to Weber. But that was a moment that I shouldn't have been. You know what I'm saying? I should have worn something neutral. I should have gone there and done interviews. I wasn't there for Weber. I was there for Suncast. I was there for the conference. Um, But getting back on track, I loved it, dude. It was so fun. It was so freaking fun. And I was such a young, like, rookie compared to a lot of the other people there. The first day, I didn't even know I was allowed in the media booth. Like, that's how little I knew about this whole deal. And I ended up talking to Brad Segan, um, who's kind of the guy there for NAI, NAIA. And I got to talk with him, uh, a few other coaches who were there helping. Excuse me. Um and I got to learn the game. And at first, I thought I was kind of like baseball, just a little bit smaller. Heck no, dude. It's so much different. And the little things, that like the little ticks that the, all the coaches were telling me, and I was like, this is awesome. I, I'm understanding because you know, I'm a nerd when it comes to sports. So hearing that, I was just like, yes, I love this. I love it. I love it. I freaking – I fell in love. I fell in love with the sport of softball in Columbus, Georgia, dude. And – a huge part of that was because of Southeastern. I mean, honestly, I mean, them giving me hell, calling me Webercast, calling me out on that, um, that little chirp there. Um, I think Jamie Mead actually ended up taking credit for starting it. 
And then when I come back the next day and the entire team's chanting it, and I'm like, well, they're going to win. And then sure enough, but um, I mean, just how much pa- – and then there's how much passion. It's, I think that's something that's missing from baseball. The passion in the dugout and the passion that these softball girls are that play with, and it was every all 10 teams there. All 10 teams, it was electric, both dugouts. Seven innings straight. They were all good. There was two games, I think, where they were decided by more than more than three runs. So there were only three – yeah, only one game was really a blowout. I mean, and it did not matter, dude. It was intense. They were chanting. They had – they were yelling. I think it's something that baseball should look into doing even more. It's like, get into it, man. Have fun. Them – those girls had so – it was – I mean, it was like a party while we were playing a sport. It was amazing, and I got to cover it. I got to be up there, and I, I, fuck, I freaking love it, dude. It was amazing. I even came – I came when – after Southeastern, unfortunately, got eliminated in the semifinals, I came back the next day to watch the final. I'm like, I'm not missing this. And um, to see that the, all the parents and fans that, that traveled across the country from Portland – from Oklahoma City, Mobile, Southeastern, now Lakeland, and Indiana, it was – and all these different little clicks that these people had, it was – it was all, you know what? The fans and the parents, it made – it reminded me of high school football and this college softball and the biggest stage are electric. It would be in the middle of the day. I know that these Midwesterners and – Southerners, they'd been drinking since 9 a.m. for their daughters to go. They were out there at lit out there for their daughters to play this sport, and their daughters were giving it their all. And then after the game, the respect. I'll tell you another thing that, that made me fall in love was seeing after Southeastern eliminated Indiana Wesley, and immediately after the game, there was a prayer circle. I don't know. I mean, I, I, religion and politics, something I don't really talk about on here, but to see – them all come together after that and do that prayer circle at the end. I was like, wow. And, I, and looking over after um, Oklahoma Science and Arts eliminated Southeastern on a walk-off, th- I mean, these are girls that I had met w- within the week. And I just felt a, a, a gut-wrenching pain and like I, I had to stop my, I had to walk away, dude, because obviously there's nothing I wanted more than to see y'all win the World Series, whatever baseball out there in Lewis. Yeah. But God, I, I to win. Um. God, dude. I mean, just from the the social the social media aspect, I, I could tell that you know they were just you know playing exceptional softball and I, I have a love for softball too you know, I was I, I was raised on it I mean my sister played her whole life so I was pretty much raised at a softball field so I I understand the game my sister still coaches to this day I understand the game I love the I honestly if you gave me a choice to put on a, a major league baseball game or a women's college world series game to be completely honest with you I'm going I'm going world series softball for sure I'll, I'll say this a women's college regular season game 
is going to be more exciting than a regular season Major League Baseball game. Without a single doubt. In my house, the Women's College World Series is on my TV all day long from the first game to the last that whole week. Uh, we don't miss it. We watch every inning, every game. And even if my Gators aren't in there, we're still watching it because, you know, our family was just built on baseball and softball, and softball is just an electric sport. I don't care what nobody says. Oh, no, dude. I mean, it, it, it's awesome. It's an amazing, amazing sport. And, uh, it, you know, you look back, hindsight's twenty twenty. Looking back, I wish I'd have done a better job of covering Weber softball as a broadcaster. And, also, and um, I mean, Sun Conference softball during the regular season, I wish I'd have done a better job covering. But, you know, my girlfriend broke up with me. We broke up. How do you want to look at it? And um, I would not have had the opportunity. I would not have been in Columbus to find my love, to end up finding my love for softball. If if a, a week, honestly, like we broke up, and that like next two days, like the day after that, I applied for credentials, and then the next for, for the softball world series, and the next day I was there. Or, uh, yeah. or they approved me, and then the next day after that, we were there. And um, I don't get to go there. And I think this is all part of God's plan, man. Um, I think everything happens for a reason. And, you know, at the time, it was it sucked. I was confused. and But I, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I say it was hard to put in words. I've gone like a t- – about what Columbus meant to me. Um, and from the social media side, yeah, I mean, God, dude, I don't I don't even know, man. I, I'm, I, I, to, be, to be honest I, with you. I have to be careful. I have to be careful with what I say because I don't want – there are certain things I, I can't say for the reason we talked about earlier. But um, – Gosh, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, you got it. To to be honest with you, man, like listening the last like probably 30 minutes talking, you know, talking with you about these different things, it just, and for all the listeners, I'm sure they're going to be able to agree with me, being able to just hear the passion in your voice about, you know, what you're doing. And like you said, the game of softball and broadcasting and the podcast and developing relationships with not only people from your school, or our school and other schools in our conference, like seeing the passion and how much you love it, and how much you care about us and all the things you're, you know, you're doing, you know, it means a lot because you're not out here just doing it for, you know, shits and giggles, excuse yeah. my language, but you're out yep. here doing it because you love it and you're out here doing it because you, cause you care. And, you know, it, it's really cool to be a part of. And I mean, more so me because, you know, I'm, I'm on here with you now, but like, you know, to the other kids, out there that are like listening to your podcast, you know, and interacting with, you know, with the social media, like it like brings the the fun into NAI sports. And I think part of the reason why so many people are going to start to appreciate NAI and more specifically the Sun Conference is, is genuinely because of you, man. Like I look like I look forward to the, you know, the podcast on who, who are you able to get an interview with and, you know, all your takes on Twitter and Instagram videos, the memes you know, and seeing all the di- seeing all the different things that, you know, you do and you put your heart and soul into it. And, and speaking from 
everyone else, I'm, I'm just going to say I appreciate everything that you do, and I appreciate all the joy you're able to bring bring out of this stuff. And like I said, speaking, I mean, speaking for me, but more more importantly, speaking from everyone else that I've talked to about it with, they love what you're doing. Don't stop. Don't change for nobody. And, you know, just, you know, keep loving it. And, you know, I think this thing has some, some big potential for you. Maybe not. Maybe not the Sun Conference in specific, like specifically down the road, but something along the lines with sports and, you know, talking about it and developing relationships. I think you have a niche for it, and it's something that I don't think you should ever give up. Oh, I, I appreciate it, man. Um, getting a little teary-eyed here. Just uh, <laughs> No, uh, I think it's important that everyone gets to, you know, hear about your passion for everything and what you do and your thoughts on things and, you know, being able to see that you care and it's going to be, it's going to tug on some hearts, man. They're going to, people are going to really start to enjoy this even more after getting, you know, getting to know you more. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, getting to know you more, I think that was one of your best ideas yet. in the 30 episodes you have, I think this one is long overdue. And I think this is going to really boost, boost the podcast and, you know, get, you know, tug on some interest for some people that who are like, ah, it's just a podcast. That's kind of boring. They only have 300 followers, but no, man, like you're not just some Joe Schmo out there just doing, you know, screwing around. You care about this. You put your heart and soul and energy because it's, it's hard enough to be a college athlete, let alone doing this on the side. This isn't easy. I mean, you got to edit videos, edit podcasts, make posts, interact with people, go to games, yada, yada, yada. I mean, you got a lot on your plate and you, like you said, your dad mentioned to you, you don't you don't have facet, man. You you give it your all, and I and that's why I appreciate it, and that's why I'm glad I'm able to do it with you. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it's for it's for you guys. You know, it, it's not for me. I, you know, obviously, eventually there will be there there will come a time where I, I got to make money, and 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 I have to do something with sports media or broadcasting where I have to, you know, at some point move on or start making money with this deal. Um, by the way, breaking, breaking news, the Colorado Avalanche have just defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning in game six. So, oh, excuse me, RIP the three-peat there. Um, I definitely have to holler at my boy, Josh, out in Denver about that. But, um, and the Braves are now losing. That's great. Yeah, too. yeah, let's just, yeah, let's just, let's just keep it on. Let's just keep talking about Sun, Sun Conference because professional sports is just uh, pissing me off right now. But uh, hold on real quick. I'm starting up my my Jeep because I am outside. I gotta charge my phone. But uh, here's some serious XM in the back there for a second. But um, but, but yeah, like I was saying, yeah, eventually. I will never stop Suncast. And I'll never stop growing this this con. Never stop growing the Sun Conference, and I'll never stop. I will personally giving these athletes in the conference a platform until I have found a successor that I trust. Um, and I, hopefully, and I, 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 I in about two years, you know, I, th- there will be a guy who has another two three years left at Weber or Southeastern or who wherever or someone I meet down the line that has the same passion. Um. That, that that's what I hope. That's what I want. Because this also isn't just about the athletes here. This isn't just about 
you. This isn't just about Erica Stahl. This isn't just about uh, Cody Braden. You know, you know, go on and on and on about athletes in the conference. It's about the kids now who don't even know what the hell the NAIA is who are about to come in here and play for Kaiser or St. Thomas or whatever. And then they learn about this, and they're like, oh, there's a platform for me to display what I do. Okay, well, now let me, you know, start doing this and get better. And, you know, I sure hope in two years from now that this is growing into something a lot bigger than what it is now. That's not really a goal. I think that's more of a byproduct of making good content, of, you know, putting my heart and soul and blood, sweat, and tears into this. Not so much blood, but still sweat and tears <laughs> into broadcasting and um, uh, suncast. But uh, I, I, I do truly love it, man. Um, and to put a smile on the parents' faces, also. I had, uh, I mean, having like Brian Foote as his mom. Uh, message me just thanking for everything I've done. He's obviously Brian's a very good friend, um, great friend of the program. I mean, her, her saying something, uh, Kelsey friend's mom coming up to me during the World Series and saying something. Um, coaches even. Uh, and coaches from other schools outside of Weber reaching out. Um, that's special, dude. Um, and I never expected this when I started. I didn't even – I mean, I, you talk, I guess we can talk a little bit about how Suncast even started. I don't think we've even gotten into that, about how it actually started. Did we talk about that earlier with Coach or anything? Have we? I don't think so. Josh, you there? Can you hear me? Yo. I'm, I'm here. Josh. Yeah. Josh, you there? Kind of lose a connection. All right, back. Yo. You can hear me? Yes, sir, I can hear you. All righty, back in business. All Sorry right, okay. about that. Sorry about that, listeners. Yeah, sorry about all these little technical difficulties. We're all back. But, um, yeah, so, uh, like, I, like I was saying earlier, don't think we really talked about, like, how Suncast, like, actually started, not just from, like, my like the, the idea, the actual, like, physical part of it um, with, with Coach Crowley. We did not talk about that, correct? No, we did not. Okay. Um, so, it was late February, early March, uh, I just got, this is at the point where I'm rolling up in the booth. Fine. I, I'm, I, I've got my feet set on me. I'm running with it. Interviews are going good. Y'all are winning a lot of baseball games. Uh, and then the offensive coordinator for Weber coach DJ Crowley calls me in the office and I'm like, what the heck does he want? Cause him and I, we, we talk, but there's never like, there's never been a moment where the offensive Dolphins. coordinator calls in the punter, <laughs> uh, for something though. Go in, we talk for a little bit, talk about the Braves. And I heard you on broadcast tonight because he had watched the Weber game on the live stream. He's like, man, you did a really good job. And I'm like, I appreciate it, man. Um, 
And he asked me if I've ever gotten like starting a business or like podcasting or this. And I'm like, I had a podcast in high school with the, with the boys, nothing crazy. Um, they, he showed me some business stuff and he was like, you ever thought about starting like a college football or college baseball podcast or finding a little niche or something? And I was like, oh, you know, maybe that's kind of, you know, the, the foot, college football part has been kind of, uh, it, it's done a lot The college baseball. Yeah. I mean, maybe something like that. I said, uh, Give me a little time. This isn't it's a pretty good idea. Let me sit on it for a little bit. Uh, and I think that weekend y'all played some team from up north. Uh, ended up being some pretty good games. Um, Southeastern's rolling. Everybody's looking good. I'm like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, we're starting to get close. It, I, I was getting to the point where I was starting to watch more Sun Conference in general just because I knew, and that's obviously when, when it's time, hey, you know, this is serious business um for baseball for the for the team obviously so i need to start getting a lot more serious in the booth uh with my preparation and i was like wow there are some really good teams and wow there are some there are three really good softball teams with weber southeastern and coastal um there's flag football going on now that's solid in the sun kind of something you'll see a lot in the nai Another thing I'm starting to push, there needs to be more representation with flag football. Flag football is awesome. The NCAA needs to get off its lazy ass and start supporting it. As a tangent, we'll go on on another day. Um, I said, yo, there's really nothing. There's nothing showing this media-wise. And maybe I'll start a podcast. Um, and then I started the podcast, dude, with Suncast, and I think the first, like, three or four episodes might be, like, some of the worst podcasts in podcast history, because it was so boring, it was so dry, where I, I was just, t- I was spitting out stats, I was telling stats, I was saying Josh Blackmore went one for three from the plate with the single, um, I was, you know, you know what I mean, it was, yeah, it, yeah, it sucked, it, it, but, and something we talked about earlier, it had been real easy when not a lot of people knew about it or whatnot, I, and it wasn't going good. I could have just rolled over and quit. And I didn't mean good number wise, because even still to this day, I don't look what our I don't look what podcast episodes do. I don't look at posts because I know I'm making good content, and I know that numbers are a byproduct of it. Um, so I, I don't really worry about that. But it'd been easy for me to quit there. But instead, I was like. Reagan, what, what, why are you doing this? And it was for the athletes to have a platform. Okay, well, let's start inviting people on. And it was a struggle at first, dude, getting people on. Outside of, like, Weber Baseball, of course. Um, and you, you guys were always down. But I didn't want that to be the Weber cast. Shout out Southeastern softball for that. <laughs> I wanted it to be, be Suncast. I wanted it to be Sun Conference. Um, and we started reaching out. I started reaching out and – I got a couple no's or just didn't respond, but eventually um, Brian Fuentes would come on. And then um, Jose Gonzalez, DJ Dobkin, my boy, my boy DJ from uh, uh, Weber Golf, he was on. And then it just kind of it – was, it was honestly after that episode. I had Jose Gonzalez from Ave Maria, Brian Fuentes from Southeastern, and DJ from Weber. That's when the ball got rolling. And then it was Leandy Castro from uh, USCB. It was Noah Harsh from Warner. 
It was Robin Fernandez at St. Thomas. It was Tim Bouchard at Kaiser. And we're rolling and we're going and we're getting softball. We have um, Kayla Rowell from Co- Coastal Georgia. Still, how we've not, how I've not had on a Southeastern softball player is beyond me. Um, Jamie was supposed to come on. I don't, something fell through there. Though, whatever. I think we're get one of them on there over, over the summer break and um, have them give us, give us a rundown of the season and more specifically the World Series from like from their perspective. I think that'll be pretty cool. For I think. I think that would be amazing, dude. I think we could um, definitely have that on. We will have on a um, Southeastern base very soon. Um, I'll go ahead and say, oh, damn. You're not really, you're not really supposed to do it as a podcast. But whatever, we're going to say it. Uh, Mr. Stephen Cullen's going to be coming on um, at some point this summer. Um, it'll be a guy we, we interview remotely and a guy that uh, – I'll have on again during the. I'm sure. Steve, Steve and I, we, we we've talked a good little bit. He's a, he's a cool guy. I like I like Mr. Cullen. I like Mr. Cullen ever since he got ejected from uh from the LC game. I'm like, hey, this is a boy. <laughs> but uh, nah, but uh, nah. Steve, Steven's a good dude. He's gonna come on um either next week or the week after. We'll uh, I'll reach out. I'll, I'll talk around. I'll see if I can't get a southeastern softball player on, and we'll have a little firecast episode next week um that sounds pretty fun you, you want to do something like that yeah i think that'll be really really cool because we can kind of uh nip that weber cast in the butt i think i think my performance last week with the uh w- with the softball draft <laughs> helped with that some uh kayla swenson it was a little surprised i did not take a weber player first overall but uh yeah <laughs> um I don't know, dude. I I I think that wet the whole Weber. I really think that's that that's. A, I think that was a turning point moment. Hey, um, man, part of it. Hey, yeah, it's part of it, dude. I, I and I I I I'll never think there was anything ever malicious or anything like that. Nice. I think it was just just little chirps. Like I said, softball dugouts are electric, man. But um, yeah, I can't wait, dude. Um, what else you got? Honestly, you know, we got to know you pretty well, and and I appreciate you know all your words and wisdom and everything you're able to you know tell us tonight, and that's really all I got. You know, I think everyone's gonna appreciate this episode and you know love it. And like I said earlier, it's important to get to know get to know the guy behind the behind the mic. You know, yeah. so, I, so I think it's really cool we got to you know hear about your upbringing and you know what all goes into this. And um, that's all I really got for. Uh, tonight's episode yes sir all right um all right uh i'll say it josh you killed it dude i mean you absolutely killed it as a host tonight man i mean the flow was good you did awesome um i i feel very confident um with you on suncast moving forward dude you did an awesome job tonight man really like honestly you did, you did an awesome job appreciate that i was I definitely was a little nervous but hey uh, you, you want to hear something funny about about me man I get incredibly nervous when I go and interview a player after the game. Every single time. Doesn't matter who. I mean, I get – I mean, podcast – at this point with podcasting, not so much. Broadcasting, absolutely not. But the after-game interviews, my heart is going a 1,000 miles an hour. 
I mean, I don't you know. You kill him, yeah. Appreciate it. But yeah, I mean, it's part, you just get more comfortable. You, you, the, the more you do it, you get more comfortable. Um, but, but the nerves and everything else is part of it. It happens. I'll tell you, when I was shaking in my boots was when uh, the two times it really stood out. The one when I was went to interview you after the game, and then we at, we brought Colin in too. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> oh, I was nervous too when Colin came in there. I was like, "Oh goodness, I can't screw up." Yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, "We cannot have a retake here." Uh, I actually did a retake one because I was like, "Stop, stop recording." I need to catch my. I can't remember the, the, the who I interviewed or anything now, but um, yeah, and that one, and then. Erica Stahl, Southeast. Erica was the first non-Weber player I interviewed. That one, I was about to have a heart attack in on that field in Columbus. I swear to God, <laughs> uh, I was about to pass out. I delivered an amazing one-liner. I was like, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna like black out. I, I was like, the. I was like. Erica Stall and the Southeastern Fire send the owls back, fly, or flying back. The horse, I'm stumbling over now, but uh, there's a line about the the owls of Oregon Tech flying back to Oregon. Uh, I was about to have a heart attack on that freaking field. <laughs> <laughs> Going down there, and then right after hearing the Webercast chirps, it was almost like I think that's what made the Webercast chirps even more funny for me was I was so freaking nervous um, right then and then they I heard the Weber cast and it was just like all the nervousness and all the like all the nerves just left my body after that and I was cracked up laughing yeah. Um, but yeah I mean it's part of it and like I said um, earlier you're gonna have a lot of it you're gonna have interviews where you're more nervous than others for whatever reason um, you just got trust in your skill, dude. Because you got skill. I mean, you, you you do have a lot of skill with the sports media deal. Um, I'd love to see you in the booth for football. Honestly, I'd oh man, that would be that would be something. I would love, to, love see to see you in the yeah. uh, up there for Weber football this this fall. I think that's something you should definitely get to talking with Coach Simpson about. I'll definitely I will definitely put that in the list of considerations for this fall. All right, man. All right. Well, you want to wrap up this episode, brother? Let's wrap it up. All right. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Hope you got to know me a little bit better. Um, as for myself and Josh Blackmore, guys say love y'all. Appreciate you tuning in for another episode. And we'll see you next week. All righty. See you guys later. Appreciate you guys listening. Thanks, boy.